on Joke Workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. are here at Mutiny Radio on a Friday night for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse and somebody left this on the piano imagining post-capitalism this is exciting stuff I've been uh, I've been I'm your host Pam Benjamin and I've been reading Marx on the bus just to be a pretentious dick am I right <laughs> what did I learn I am actually reading Marx right now it's taking me a long time to read and reread but what I learned this week is that I am a critical utopian socialist Yes, there are different types of socialism. I had no idea. I've been professing my love of socialism for all this time. But now, I'm a critical utopian socialist. And what Marx says that means is that uh, we create a world that only exists for a small group of people inside the society that exists right now that'll never make any sense. <laughs> Yay, mutiny radio. It's like I already did it. It's like a tiny bubble inside of the thing where money isn't real. Yay! No, I'm kidding. Money's real. We live in San Francisco. Money's real. Uh, I know. Rents are so expensive, right? They're just astronomically terrible, and, uh, and it's, not, it's not funny. Uh, but I, I, do, I do live in the Tenderloin, and I've been trying to figure out like perspective, right? So uh, I had a nervous breakdown about two weeks ago about my taxes. I literally, I was sobbing uncontrollably for two hours. Jonathan had to take the day off of work because he was worried about my safety because I was scared. I was sobbing uncontrollably and I was screaming. I was screaming in my house. When am I going to get a win? When am I going to get a win? Uh, and then there was this guy outside my house and he was looking at himself uh, in a window screaming, fuck my life! Fuck my life! And I was like, okay, perspective. I'm screaming inside. He's screaming outside. We're both in the tenderloin. I'm okay. <laughs> like everything. I'm screaming inside. It was all about perspective. So I like, you know, smoked a bunch of pot. Helped me get some perspective. Yes, I calmed the fuck down. I was like, it's only, it's just, it's, it's just, this is what I learned about taxes. Is that you can't write them off next year. So I wrote a mutiny radio check for like $1,200 to the federal government. But next year, I can't write that off on my taxes. It's not a business expense. Taxes aren't a business expense. They're just an expense. I don't understand uh, how to run a business. Uh, I need to get some perspective on that. But uh, so I, I've, been thinking, I've been thinking a lot about perspective. And I, I was married. Some people know this about me. I was married for a long time. And um, before I got married, 
uh, I was a virgin. I, I was very uh, clandestine. I just didn't, I was very Christian and, and I was afraid of people seeing me naked. Uh, anyways, and I got, I got a lot of shame from Jesus. Uh, it's, it's fine. No, no, no. I know he's a 33 year old guy and he doesn't masturbate in front of you. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> like, I'm talking to this guy all the time and he's so, so, uh, perspective. So I got, I got married and my ex husband was African American and everybody was constantly telling me, your husband has a huge dick, doesn't he? He's a huge dick. And I'd be at parties like, yeah, his dick is huge, it's great, it's wonderful. And we didn't watch porn, so I really didn't have a lot of perspective, and he wouldn't let me have dildos, and so I didn't understand, and I was just like, his dick is huge, it's bad. People were like, he's good, black, he's got a huge dick. I'm like, yeah, wow, wow, So um, then, then I left him, and I moved to San Francisco, and I slept with my first white guy, and I was like, holy fuck, your dick is huge. <laughs> and he's like, six inches is pretty standard. And I was like, perspective. <laughs> perspective. So uh, the biggest dick I ever saw, the, and this is totally out of context, right? I used to be a special ed teacher. And I... <laughs> so <laughs> this is a true, this is an absolutely true story. I'm a special ed teacher, and I was in this classroom for people that were like, technically morons. They were like, they had their IQs were less than 70. And I taught them how to like put beads into different boxes and how to fold laundry and how to make mac and cheese in the microwave and stuff like that. So I'm in there and there's two aides in the room and I'm substitute teaching and I'm helping fold clothes and I'm being very helpful and smiley and I'm like 22 years old. I'm like, yeah. And so there's a boy in the bathroom and he starts screaming, just screaming. And I ask the aides, like, what's going on? There's a kid in the bed. Do I worry about this? They're like, da, 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 da. you're fine. Don't worry about it. Just let it go. Oh, okay. Go about today. I hear it again from the bathroom. I'm like, there is something wrong in the bathroom. Should I check on that? Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Just, just let it go. Third time, finally screaming, screaming. So I open up the door and I see this kid on the toilet and he is stroking, I'm not kidding, like a 17 inch dick. It was so. <laughs> Big, and I was like, God is such a dick <laughs> because this dick is never gonna see. I mean, it was frightening, it was scary. Like, I was like, I was like, wow, retard dick is its own thing. Like, that's like, I know, but the way that I was like, I was like, black dick is a thing. So I was like, my husband's black and he has a big, he has a big dick, obviously, that's what everybody told me. But then I was like, this, this retard dick, this is a whole different situation. So that's why I didn't like even compare them, I didn't even put them in the same box. I was like, that's obviously. Absolutely insane. But he was sure he was like, ah, ha, ha, and he's laughing. And the back of his head was very flat and his hair was long and greasy. I have a little PTSD from it. It was so scary. <laughs> but it made me think, like, is that is that like a porn fetish? Is there like retard porn? And I was thinking like maybe he needs an agent because I could finally make some money. Special ed teachings about like thirty six thousand a year. Uh, it's not if I was a it was it was not it was scary. It was like, I can't even, ooh. <laughs> I'm imagining it right now. It's never going to leave me. The, his hair was so greasy, too. I was like, oh, there's something. <laughs> Perspective. It's, that's what I'm trying to work on. Uh, so I, do, I nanny. I touch baby dicks for money. That's something I do. Um, I do, I, I nanny, the, the boys, you know, you have 18 month old boys and they still have diapers and you gotta wipe uh, all the goo out, it's oof. But when I'm really proud of the people that I nanny for, they decided that it was circumcision, his choice, his decision, great. So they have <laughs> little things on the end of their pee pee and, and like, I don't wanna like get in there and clean it out or whatever. But what I learned is that if you stick 
a boy in six inches of water, he will play with his own dick. He will, he will clean it himself. So those boys, you, don't, you actually don't have to do anything. They figure, they know exactly, they know exactly what to do with their dicks all the time, even when they're babies. It's, it's fantastic. I, am, I'm, uh, I try not to nanny, but I do. I, I nanny these two twin four-year-olds, oh, and they're just so darling. And I like to foster creative play and like not watch TV. I try to like be a good nanny, right? So um, they tied me up to this desk chair with yarn, and they put tape over my face, and I was, you know, trying to foster creative play, so I went along with it. And they, they took out this laser pointer, and they were like, I'm cutting off your hand! And I was like, oh, ow, my hand is fostering creative play. This is getting weird. And then they put the laser pointer to my foot, and they were like, I'm freezing your foot! I'm like, oh, it's so cold! It's so cold! And they put the laser pointer up to my chest, and they were like, I'm breaking your heart. I said, Daria, you need to stop, okay? <laughs> Society has broken my heart. Because what game are you guys playing? Like, and they looked at me and they said, it's called Police State. I was like, oh, all right. So what did I do? Why am I tied up to this desk chair with yarn? What did I do? And they put their little four-year-old heads together. You stole a laptop! What kind of fucking Islamic police state is this? You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? Like, and they looked at me and they said, uh, if you were black, we would have shot you. <laughs> From the mouths of... I, they, you know, society has broken my heart that four-year-olds know this game. And they all have smartphones. This is the other thing. Four-year-old with a smartphone? Who the fuck are they texting? Can they even, can they even write yet? What are we, why are we giving the... Do they even know how to dial a phone? They know how to dial a phone. I went, to the, I went to, the, to the park with a baby, and I noticed every, you know, what's the difference between a nanny and a mommy? There's no difference. Everyone's on their cell phone. <laughs> like no one's paying attention to the children. Even the dogs have cell phones. I'm the only one without a, without a smartphone. And, the, and, and little Daria, she's so cute. She looks up to me, and she goes, Nanny Pammy, if you were a real person and you got a smartphone, would you, would you get the Musical.ly app? And I was like, do you guys know what the Musical.ly app is? It's a thing where you like, you lip sync in slow motion to the words and then it speeds it up for you. And then it's like you're in your own music video. And she is really big into this and she's like, I have 70 followers. And I'm like, I hope they're all your friends because I don't know what old men are following you. Well, she's like, she's like, Nanny Pammy, why don't, why don't you get Musical.ly app? And I'm like, no one wants to watch a 43-year-old woman like prance around with her cat unless she's showing a little nip, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you've got 70 followers and you aren't like at least showing side boob? Like, come on, how do you? I don't, thank you for laughing at that. I'm so, I, I never want a smartphone because I already, there's already too much technology and I mean, how much more, I think, and I wish actually it would help them find me. People are like, are you worried about talking on the radio about drugs and stuff like that? And you worried about the, them finding, I'm like, I hope they find out, who are they? <laughs> Will they download the podcast? Will they tell their friends? <laughs> like, I would love to get like, you know, something to happen, like if the police came or the IRS tried to shut me down, like maybe I'd get some fucking free press. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anything, <laughs> like, find me. <laughs> uh, I was, I, I'll let, leave you guys with my, um, it, it, just like I left my second abortion. Uh, actually, I only have one regret. I only have one regret about my second abortion, all right? Uh, so I get in there, and I take my clothes off, and I sit up there and then put the feet in the stirrups, 
and they give me this amazing drug called midazolam. It's a short-living, fast-acting benzodiazepine. Anyone else like drugs? Nope, just me. Cool. All right. Yeah. So it's like it's like a two, it's in the two pam family, like lorazepam, diazepam. It's like val, it's like fat. It's like value, value now. So I'm sitting there in the stirrups, and they're like, "Hey, uh, no, you're feeling pretty good right now." Some people talk during this procedure. Some people don't talk. And I was like, "Has anyone ever told jokes?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, it hasn't happened." So I had a killer set, you guys. <laughs> I had a bringer show. I left it there. My, my only regret is that I couldn't tape the set. They wouldn't let me have like a recording device. So I, the only regret is I had to leave all those jokes behind. I, I wanted to, didn't want the baby, but I wanted to. They were laughing really hard too. I remember. I was laughing hard. I was like, ah, this is the best abortion I've ever had. They're like us too. This is. Uh, I gave them all flyers at the end. I was like, it was at General Hospital. I'm like, I'm right down there at Muni Radio. You guys can come by any time. Like, I'm going to write. I'm going to tell these same jokes. Okay, thank you guys for laughing at my jokes. Welcome to Pemjastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! Yay! Uh, we sing a fun little song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. I'm not coughing as much because I'm using a vape pen now. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! 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 Uh, our first comedian, he comes all the way from L.A. Woo! That means we're going to love his jokes because we've never heard them, which makes them that much better. Uh, he's sleeping on Clay Newman's couch. I don't know if I just outed him there. And I didn't write down your last name, but I know his first name is Jordan! Jordan. Going for your host, everybody. Uh, last name, Perry. Jordan Perry. It's all right. Doesn't matter. I could go by just Jordan. That could be a good little mono name for me as a comedian. All right. San Francisco, get up for this show that pays you in edibles. What an amazing, what an amazing thing. I feel like everyone in San Francisco wants you to be high all the time. Like, for real, like, no joke. The last time I was here, I was at a bar, and this guy leans over to me, taps me on the shoulder, and goes, hey, man, my name's Tugboat. You want some weed? And then just gives me a fistful of weed. Just, uh, not a bag, just in his pocket goes, here you go, here you go. It was great weed, <laughs> really good weed. Uh, yeah, I'm from LA, I live in LA. I live in West Hollywood, which I don't know if anyone's ever been to West Hollywood, but that's, uh, that's the gay part of town. Thank you, yay. Um, I'm not gay. You don't have to be gay to live there, that's not like a rule. <laughs> they don't make you like suck a cock after like, before they give you the keys. Like we did the background check, credit check, and after you suck this dick, we'll hand over the keys. <laughs> they don't make you do that, <laughs> yeah. It's nice uh, living in West Hollywood. Um, I, I've noticed things though about gay people because I live in such a gay neighborhood. Uh, gay dudes are always turned up. They're always so excited. Like every night of the week, it's like Friday night for them. They're just always out, just like, yeah, what? yeah, all right. It's like club going up Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's all the time for them. It's like, it's, they're so excited. I literally, I saw this guy walking down the street just like this, just He was so excited. 
I was like, where is he going? He's just gonna walk into like a giant dick? Like that must be, that must be where he's going. Just like, woo, woo, zip, woo, woo, come on in guys, come on in. <laughs> yep, very excited. It was just a Wednesday, I didn't get it. Cause like, <laughs> but then I realized, oh, I get it. It's cause when you're a gay guy and you're going out, you can get dick anytime. It's not like pussy, cause like if you want to like a, a straight guy, you want to go out and like get some pussy. You're pretty much your window is like from like 4:45 on a Thursday to like 7:45 on Sunday. That's your window. <laughs> but if you're a gay guy and you want to get some dick, you can go out any night: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's dick available all the time for them. So that's why they're so excited. <laughs> Very fun. I um, I uh. I've been uh, I've been I've been doing a little traveling with doing comedy. I've uh, I, I traveled on a, on a Greyhound bus recently. Anyone ever been on a Greyhound before? Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. They they suck, don't they? <laughs> For those of you who don't know and who are listening to this in the future, if you've never been on a Greyhound bus, they're pretty much just prisons on wheels. That's all they are. <laughs> they're just aluminum tubes with drug addicts and criminals. It's a true story. I got on the Greyhound. I sat down. Dude next to me just turns and goes, "Can you fight?" You, bro, can you fight? Like, am I gonna have to? And he's like, first time on the ground, I see. Okay, you'll learn. Yeah, man. There was a guy in front of me who, like, throughout the entire ride, he wouldn't stop showing me his tattoo gun, which was, like, concerning when I realized you can bring a tattoo gun on a bus. Like, you can just bring a tattoo. Like, they don't check your bag. It's not like an airplane. You would think, like, they would check your bag, like, a, like an airplane. Because the airplane's like, look, we want to check everyone's bags. We'll make sure everyone's safe. We don't want to bring anything dangerous on the plane. This is a plane. So we're going to check your bag. On the bus, the airplane was just like, what are we going to check every fucking bag, bitch? Just get on the bus. You're poor. You should be dead anyway. Just get on. Yeah. I've been, um, your last, the host was talking about, um, talking about socialism. I, I've been working a, a minimum wage job, so I'm pretty much a socialist. <laughs> that's when you have those socialist thoughts, right? When you're making 12 an hour, that's when you're just driving to work, just like, man, we need to share this wealth. <laughs> we do. We do, guys. Yep, it's crazy. It's like uh, <laughs> when I work a minimum wage job, I do. I feel like a socialist. Like by the time I, I, I clock in, I'm like Karl Marx, but it just gets worse throughout the day. It's like clock in, Marx, clock out, I'm like fucking Bane from Batman. I'm just like at all the employees, and I'm just like This building is a symbol of oppression. We all labor week after week under this man, the manager. Let us all rise up together and take Specialties Cafe and return it to who it truly belongs to. You, the people. And they're like, Jordan, it's three o'clock. And I'm like, oh, peace. And I clock out. And I don't care anymore. Stop talking that way because I don't care anymore. It's not my problem. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the host was also talking about ab abortion. That was a very, that was a good joke. I feel like it's hard to even make jokes about abortions. People are very sensitive. Even in 2018, abortion is like a, like a touchy subject with people these days, which is weird. Cause it's like, it's just like, let people do, let people do them. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the word abortion. It's a very harsh word, right? It's not very accurate either. I think we need to change the name. We should change the name from abortion to no thank you. <laughs> Much more accurate, right? 
Because that's really what you're saying to a baby. It's just like, look, I know your love will be so beautiful that it'll change my very idea of love, but like, no, thank you. I don't want it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think. Oh man, I don't know if you guys are following black people news, but black people are mad at Starbucks. Are you? We're mad at Starbucks right now. We're mad at Starbucks. Mad at the police still. We're, we're kind of always mad at the police. Like, never yet. It's just something we do. People get mad when black people complain about the police. Because it's like, why? I don't understand. We live in America. This is the complain country. That's what we, this is what we do. We have a whole website dedicated to it. Have you ever heard of it? Yelp. That's what it's for. And people complain about all sorts of like, people are like, the police are funny, they're like really good. People complain about all sorts of great things on Yelp. The Grand Canyon has several hundred one-star reviews. <laughs> people went to the Grand Canyon, one of the greatest natural wonders of the world, and said, nope, sucks, one star. Don't like it. <laughs> and yet people get mad when black people want to complain about the police. Like, oh, well, the police have a very difficult job. It's like, we just want to be able to complain. We need, that's why I think we need a Yelp for the police. That's what I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make that Yelp for the police, except I'm not gonna call it Yelp. I'm gonna call it help. As in help, I'm talking to the police. Or help, isn't this what the police are supposed to be doing? I don't know. Shit. I, um, yep, I live in West, I live in West Hollywood. I actually live with roommates. You guys have roommates? Or are y'all more successful than me? Anyone? <laughs> All roommates, okay. It's an open mic, so I figured everyone's probably got some roommates. Um, yeah, I got roommates. I live with uh, not one, not two, but three white women, everybody. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice. They're sweet girls. Uh, their names are Amber, Ice Caramel Macchiato, and Ugg Boot. Those are their names. <laughs> Very sweet girls. Uh, it was a little uh, touch and go in the beginning, though, because like we all met on Craigslist, and like, I'm pretty sure in the beginning, they were like kind of scared of me, which is like weird, right? Like, I feel like I look like every white person's one black friend. <laughs> like you probably recognize me from your college brochure. That was me. <laughs> I was standing next to the crippled Mexican, the deaf Asian girl, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> it's me. That was me. But still, they were getting like nervous. It was weird because I couldn't move around the house how I wanted to move around the house. Like if I move too quick, I scare one of them. I swear, like I turn a corner too quick, one of them see me, she just go, Oh, oh my God, oh, ha, ha, oh my God, ha, oh my God, I'm so sorry, hi, oh my God, so embarrassing, I just, I, um, <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, know you were here, <laughs> I'm like, I live here, Macchiato, <laughs> here is where I live, that's why I'm here, it got bad, man, it got bad, I, I tried to, like, help him out, like, to make him, like, less scared, so, like, in order to, like, not, like, you know, like, like scare them so much, I put a bell around my neck like a cat you don't want to sneak up on you. So that way they can hear me coming. I'd be like, bling, 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 I'm coming down the hallway. Bling, 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 don't be scared. Bling, bling, Amber, bling, macchiato, bling. You hear me? Yeah. But eventually I realized that's, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous way for a man to live. You know what I mean? So I, I said, I'm going to take the bell off. You know what? In fact, if they're going to be scared, I might scare them. So I went to a Halloween store and I got like a Halloween mask like from Friday 13th. I got that shit. I just put that on and I just wait for him in the house. I'm just waiting. <laughs> waiting and I heard one of them come down the hallway and I popped around the corner and I went boo and she went ah Jason and I went no worse a black guy you know ah ah thank you guys you guys have been great Jordan Perry oh, wait. yes from LA 
Hollywood, from West Hollywood. I liked that, getting inside the dick with the zipping in. That was fun with that. Uh, I, do, I, I, I love the gays. They do have more fun than everyone else, and they know how to fucking sing karaoke. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they can really bring it. <laughs> do a little dance break and, like, the little thing with the meow meow. There's karaoke later tonight if you guys like karaoke. Uh, I don't remember who's next on the list, but we'll bring up Marty Cunny. Why not? Everybody is very funny. Marty yeah. Cunny! Ready, willing, and able. As soon as I can start recording. Oh, man. Jordan, I thought it was funny that you live with three women. I also just moved in with three women. Isn't it a crazy world? Holy shit. And I was just so worried. I was like, three girls, right? I'm going to be left out of all these conversations and everything, right? Uh, conversations about guys, conversations about makeup and stuff. And then I found out when women live together for a long, for a while, their periods start to sync up. Uh, you guys, you guys know this is true. Okay, I'm not just making this up. A lot of people call it the moon cycle, uh, which is weird because I didn't know that the moon liked drinking pickle juice and yelling at me. Uh, <laughs> didn't know that was a thing the moon did. Uh, and I was worried because I was like, fuck, they're going to sync up and that's one more thing I'm going to be left out of, you know, like <laughs> one more thing. And then lo and behold, that time of the month rolls around and my hemorrhoids started acting up. So just one of the gals, you know, I'm a true feminist. I bleed too. Okay. That's right. Hashtag me too. Um, is that what that means? All right, fair enough. I gotta hope one of them doesn't get pregnant, so I gotta get a kidney stone. Uh, <laughs> it's gotta keep fitting in. I'm kidding, I know what hashtag me too means, okay? I know what hashtag me too means. Uh, I'm very supportive of the movement, but I am a little miffed because they did ruin uh, my favorite hashtag. Uh, can't use that one anymore. Uh, I sometimes accidentally catch myself using it, and it's very noticeable. Um, I commented on my friend's picture. He just went to In-N-Out, and I was like, oh, I was just there. Hashtag me too. <laughs> People are looking at me weird for the next couple of days. Like, Marty, did you get sexually assaulted at an In-N-Out? I told you just got to stop ordering off the secret menu, man. <sighs> I hope it wasn't animal style. No. <laughs> Goo. Um... Uh, let's 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 be relatable. Let's be relatable here. Who who likes fishing? Anybody here like fishing? Sure, sure. We like fishing here. Go to Lake Merced and catch some radioactive fish, and uh, we eat it. Uh, no, I actually did go fishing the other day. I went down to the fishing hole, which is where you go fishing, and um, I saw a sign that said it must be at least ten inches to take home, and I was like, what is this tinder? Uh, I'm sorry for that one, guys. I'm sorry. I actually said that to myself as I was reading the sign, like, out loud. And Have you ever wanted to punch yourself in the face? Like, have you ever actually, like, considered attempting it? Like, you deserve this. There's no one else around here to do it to you. You got to do it to yourself, okay? But then I realized uh, I actually treat... Uh, picking up women a lot like I treat fishing. Uh, I sit down, I get drunk for like six hours and just wait for something to happen. Uh, <laughs> not even any fucking bait on the lure or anything. Just a string tied around my big toe. Like, ah, ah. The results are usually the same. I go home drunk, alone, and smelling like power bait. Uh, <laughs> 
And if I do catch anything, uh, that has got to be the dumbest fish in the pond. Uh, <laughs> probably something wrong with that fish. Uh, probably best to catch and release. Uh, it's been tough for me because I'm single for a while and uh, just been uh, trying to try to meet women on like dating apps hasn't been working well for me because I think I'm just I'm too honest of a guy and everyone there is so dishonest, right? I mean, think about it. Like all these women, they in their profiles, like what do they say? They like. Uh, so they like wine, right? They like cars. They like adventure. They like books, you know, all that stuff. But when I show up to the date in my Maserati drinking Franzia, my wizard's robe with my copy of Mein Kampf, they look at me like I'm some kind of asshole, okay? This is what you wanted. This is exactly what you said you liked. I don't know what to do here. I'm too honest, okay? I do think it's weird, though. I, I've realized that a lot of women put in their like dating profiles, they put like their Instagram name and their Snapchat name, which weirds me out. It's like, you're all swiping left on me. I know this statistically <laughs> for a fact, because uh, I'm swiping right on everybody. So <laughs> every one of you is rejecting me, but you're like, yeah, but follow me on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> like, consolation prize, you can look at what you'll never have. Uh, thanks. You, you're, you're basically asking me to stalk you, is what you're doing. Is you're just putting like, hey, stalk me. That's what that all says. That's just what that says to me. And I challenge accepted, okay? I'm going <laughs> to challenge accepted. I'm going to fucking stalk you. I'm going to take it beyond the Instagram, too. We're going to go to your Venmo. Uh, like, what are you paying price for all these eggplants for? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> go to your LinkedIn, start recommending you for really weird skills, like... Her garbage smells really nice. Uh, her bedroom looks really clean from the outside. Uh, <laughs> weird shit like that. I'd actually, this is a true story. I saw, I saw a girl the other day. She's like an acquaintance. And she was like, uh, uh, oh, hey, I saw you on Tinder. I saw you on Tinder. I was like, oh, rejecting me passively wasn't enough. You had to come up and tell me to my fucking face. You fucking... Is there no etiquette in this whole thing? Is there no etiquette? What the fuck? And like I said, I'm already swiping right on everybody. I don't go up to you and be like, I saw you on it on Tinder. Like, that's not, that'd be rude, okay? That'd be weird. No, it's tough, though. Um, well, let's pivot. I was raised Catholic. Um, uh, kind of straight from the faith a bit. I uh, found it hard to stand by their stance on homosexuality. The church's sex, uh, stance on homosexuality being, uh, it's cool if they're 10. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That is the official stance. But yeah. Kevin Spacey should have said he was gay when he got out as a pedo. He should have said he was a priest. <laughs> Put out a whole support system behind him. He'd be fine. Be back in fucking House of Cards season 10 by now. Um, no, it sucks, though, because my parents did raise me to be very Christ-like, uh, and... I am just not in the way they intended, right? Um, my blood is mostly alcohol. Uh, yeah, I'm usually hanging with like a bunch of dudes and at least one whore. Uh, my favorite activity is flipping tables at flea markets. And um, I can stay up for three days and then disappear into a deep dark hole for three days and rise again, okay? Jesus did that once. I do it every week, okay? <laughs> Jesus was a fucking poser. I'm your God now, okay? <laughs> All right? It sucks, though, because I don't know. 
raising kids without religion, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I've come to rely heavily on Catholic guilt, which, by the way, is a really nice term for anxiety. Uh, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm doing something wrong all the time. It's like, oh, no, that's God telling you you're doing something wrong all the time. Like, oh, thanks. My mental disorder is now religious. Thanks. Um, but it sucks, though, because, like, that was like, God's like the, the, baby, the constant babysitter when you're growing up, right? You're scared of going to hell so you don't fuck around so much. And I got a lot of bad kid karma coming my way because I didn't know it wasn't okay to punch people in the balls till I was like six. <laughs> so like I gotta, I gotta, I got some shit coming my way. So I'm trying to like look to different inspirations for how to like you know keep the kids in line. So I've started looking towards the animal kingdom. Uh, animals like opossums and hamsters, they will eat like half their litter, right? You better believe the rest of those kids are falling in line, right? Yeah. So I think that might be a good strategy, right? I should probably clarify I'm not talking about actually eating my kids. Um, I'm talking about making my kids think I ate a bunch of kids, okay? <laughs> At least one, maybe. I think the plan is when like, my son or daughter starts forming memories. Like, right around that time, I'm going to get like, a really lifelike cake made of a kid who looks kind of like him. And I'll just be like cutting into it and be like, hmm, little Jimmy here never, uh, he always cried when I told him to go to bed, you know? He's not crying anymore. <laughs> Eat your fucking vegetables, okay? Oh, boy. I have been, uh, I have been, had some luck with women lately. I was with a girl the other night. We were having s sex, uh, I think it's called. And, um,. I c it was kind of awkward because I could feel her IUD. Wow. And I didn't know how to tell her. Uh, that thing might have got placed a little bit low. There's no way that I'm well equipped enough that I should be feeling your IUD. That might be in the wrong spot. That's like if I put a condom on my balls, okay? That's not helping anybody, okay? Get that thing fixed. But then I realized I was about to say something to her. I was like, I don't really know how IODs work. Uh, <laughs> it was, I had to come to terms with that, and I was like, because uh, in my head, I guess I always just pictured it as a tiny little coat hanger you put inside the uterus that doesn't get any ideas. Uh, it's like when an abusive parent points at their belt, like, mm -mm, you remember what happened last time? <laughs> I'm going to be a great father. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, let's lighten the mood. You guys like dad jokes? <laughs> You're all like, uh, do we? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, come on. Who likes dad jokes here? Let's get a, uh, we got another sure in the crowd. We got a sure, I do like dad jokes. Um, all right, I'll lay a good one on you here. When I die, I hope I'm not buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. <laughs> That's a good dad joke, guys. Uh, although I should probably not be making any more dad jokes ever since my doctor told me that I'm sterile. Uh, no more dad jokes for me ever. I'm kidding, I'm not sterile. I've actually had like six vasectomies. None of them have taken. I'm like Wolverine of the vast deference. Uh, uh, I've been the cause of several unexpected abortions. Uh, give it up for Pam, everybody. That mustache, man, that, that makes you look like a dad. It makes you look like, like kind of like a creepy dad. 
Like, oh, I forgot to show off my shirt. Oh, is it a creepy dad shirt? No. Oh, wow. That's turnaround show. Every That's amazing. Did you get that in, like, you're a world traveler. I bet you got that in, like, Korea for real or something. Huh? Is that, did you get that in Korea for real? It's no, great. No, they would not make they that. They wouldn't make that. <laughs> is he farting? It looks like oh, he's, he's farting, he's too. Wow. Wow. Oh, I love socialism. I love, that is, that's amazing. Everybody, Marty Cunney again. Yay. Yay. I'm a little slow tonight because I've been drinking excessive amounts of alcohol for the past, like, two days. It really slows you down. It's one of those things where, like, I realize it's a depressant, but not in the way that I think. So, like, I drank last night and had a really great time. I drank until 5 in the morning with uh, cool drummers and people. It was really fun. I had a good time. Uh, but then I woke up today and I was really depressed. Like it was afterward. It's like it doesn't get me depressed during the time. It's like there's like a two hour period before I start drinking again where I just, it's like the only thing to get me out of the depression is drinking. Do you see? It's like a weird thing. It's, I, it, I just, it, I know they call it a de- depressive. It just wasn't in the way I thought. It's like, yeah. So I'm, I'm like slow and weird, and I'm like, wow, it really is a retardant. Like, I, like words are a thing people usually say. You're. <laughs> Right? I don't know. My brain is all meow, 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 meow. I talk to my cat a lot when I'm, yeah. Does anyone else speak feline? Does anyone else talk to their, used to talk to your cat? I talk, I mean, I constantly talk to my cat. And my cat actually talks back, like he literally does. He really does. He meows for things. He high fives me. I'm off, I'm off track. We're going to talk about your next comedian. <laughs> I just started thinking about my cat, though, and I just, I just can't stop. You know, once you start thinking about, okay. Cat. No one else has these problems with their cat, just me. I really love my cat. Uh, your next comedian, I love him too. I'm so glad that he uh, came to visit us. He's all the way from the South Bay. You guys are going to love him. Everybody, Kevin Wong! Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, one more time for Jordan Marty. You guys did really good. Thank you for kicking off the show. The whole time I kept thinking about Pam and her second abortion. <laughs> I was like, they probably started their own Me Too movement, you know? It's like, Me Too, I'm dead. <laughs> very well. <laughs> Welcome to Support Your Friends Dream Night. Right. Friday night, not too shy. So everybody's out in San Francisco? Yes, everybody? So all, all you guys are rich, super rich. You guys too? Do you guys ever, like, mistaken a scooter laying on the ground for a homeless person? <laughs> Because I did that once. I actually walked on the other side of the street. I'm like, I'm not paying that thing, you know? <laughs> then I saw somebody pick it up and, like, jump on. I was like, hey, get off that homeless scooter. <laughs> so a little bit interesting. I was out in Hayward for a bit. Um, you could Yelp it. Two stars. I thought very generous. That was super generous. It's a pretty, it's a shithole. It's almost like the Tenderloin in the East Bay. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> the other day, I saw a sign that says, welcome to historic Milpitas. Then I drove through the town and I was like, what a clever way to say, don't expect too much, you know? <laughs> like, would the, would the Tenderloin be the Tenderloin if we just call it the historic shithole, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Cinco de Mayo's coming up, right? That's like next week. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're for the wall, you don't get to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> right? You pay twice as much. That's, anyway. Um, Anybody watch that new documentary on Netflix called Wild Wild Country? Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Ooh. Sheila for life. Oh. 
tough titties. <laughs> That's her saying. It's weird. It's like, so for me, I figured out what a cult was. It's because he talked about Jamestown. He talked about Waco. It's just a whole bunch of white people. You have to promise them good sex and just liquids. That's all they want, you know? Give us Kool-Aid. Give us beer. We'll be fine. Did you finish the whole thing, Pam? Yeah. It's weird. You've, you too? Yeah. What, so what do you guys think? Crazy. Crazy. Do you guys remember this? Because this was like 83, 84. I don't remember. I know. Just completely just right over our heads. I saw another documentary, um, Donald Trump. Did you guys see that, the four part? Won't watch it. I, I did it. You know, I have to say, I have to give it up to him because he's pretty consistent, you know? He's always been that way. He's always talked with his hands. He always does this thing like he's putting a ribbon on a package of bullshit, you know? <laughs> very, very consistent. The last two ladies that came out that took the hush money but didn't hush, you know? <laughs> They all said the same thing. You remind me of my daughter. That's his pickup line, right? Shouldn't they remind him of something else? You know, it's like he could go, he remind me of somebody. Don't get mad, get horny. You know, that's kind of what he's saying. I'm pretty sure his password's Ivanka. <laughs> I know for sure it's not Tiffany Trump. <laughs> You know, if it was, he, he would have to, like, Google his, uh, his mom's maiden last name, first dead pet, so anyway. The, uh, so Tiffany Trump came from Marlon Maples, right? So he's obviously into women with porn star names, right? I'm sticky and I'm sweet from my head to my feet. That's all she is. <laughs> Ugh. Or are we? Speaking of Tinder, um, I was at Nation's Burger, <laughs> and I, was, I saw something I never thought I'd see before. I saw a guy on Tinder, and he actually swiped left. I was like, oh, this guy thinks he's a catch. <laughs> you know? You've got paint on your pants, and you're eating with your hands. I don't know why you think you're a catch. I know I'm a piece of shit. I'm eating here with you. So it's just, but yeah, he thinks he's a catch. I, I don't. I don't date, I don't want to, because it's just, I know who I am. Like, I, I want to be in a relationship just to go through a breakup. That's, I, was, I heard a song on the radio, and it was Evanescence. The, I don't know what it was, but I go, I used to cry to this song, and now I feel nothing on the inside. You know, like Adele, it's gotta be the, she's gotta be the shit, and I can't feel emotional for her because I'm, I just don't feel shit anymore. I'm just, it's all gone, but, it's, it's like a Dateline episode. You guys ever watch Dateline? The murder mystery, you know, with Keith Morrison Friday night? It's this creepy guy that always kind of talks like in riddles. He's like, who could it be? Who's outside? <laughs> it's always a question, you know? Whenever he talks, like, fog magically appears in my room. I'm like, holy shit, it's going down. <laughs> so there's three elements that you need for a good Dateline episode. Number one, it's got to be rural. It's got to be Walnut Creek, Milpitas, Danville, like someplace rural. If it, if it happens in a city, it's just, you know, news. That's all it is. Man fell down the four-story window. Nobody cares. Let's move on. There's no follow-up. So you need that. Number two, it's got to be a cute white girl. <laughs> because if she's hot, we just go, ah, she had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> number three, there's always a guy with a circular goatee. Always, you know. Because it tells me he's vain or narcissistic to acknowledge that this is not attractive but dumb enough to think a ring of hair around the lips will bump you up from a soft six to a solid seven, so. <laughs> Capable of murder. <laughs> it's always the, get, the getaway look, you know, that's just what he, they always do. Um, 
I would have to give it up to them because of all people, like we all say it, like, oh, I'm going to kill you. I hate you. I'm going to kill you. These guys commit, you know. <laughs> They're getting a stick right to it. That's, that's a big one. So, um, what else? I, I, my MacBook died. My MacBook died. Yeah, there, it just, there was no signs, no glitches, nothing. It just went, your secrets are safe with me. Just went, and it just died. I didn't back anything up because I don't believe in the iCloud. It just sounds like it's just like, you know, vapor. It's like I want something like the bear trap, something like the vault. I, I get sick of my stuff into that. But, like, it's the iCloud to where it's just going to rain down on some pervert's lap. He's going to hack me, <laughs> have all my pictures and all my shit. So I don't want that to happen. So I took it to the MacBook store, and they were like, um, it's going to be 1600 bucks to fix this. The crack screen's 500. It's gonna be another 900 for the motherboard. Yada yada. Go. How, uh, what about the M key? I can't push down on the M key. And they went. It's a fingernail clipping. That's all it is. <laughs> Take care of that yourself. We're not touching that. <laughs> then they go. It's gonna be obsolete next year. Just go ahead and just get a new one. It's gonna be a couple extra hundred bucks if you want. So I I had a hookup. I had a friend of a friend. She works there, and so she just knocked off like 40 bucks. <laughs> That's all she could. So it's still a million dollars and. She wanted. She she was like, "Let's build this." So, what do you want? Do you want the Retina? How big the screen? Then she goes, "What's the main purpose of your your MacBook?" And I go, "I like watching videos." <laughs> and she goes, "What kind of videos?" And I go, "High performance videos." That's that's. <laughs> I'm not telling you. You're just a friend of a friend. Then you can tell my friend, and I'm busted. So, anyway, then she goes, "All right." Since I work there, we can't ship it to your house. It's got to be a drop ship, so it's going to be at the mall. So you have to pick it up. This is two days before Christmas, December 23. So she goes, call in advance just to make sure it's there because I don't want you to go there. It's going to be a big hassle. So I called December 23, and they, I heard, hello, welcome to Stonebridge Mall. This is Mac at the Mac World. I understand complete senses. How can I help you? <laughs> so I hung up. I was like, that's artificial intelligence. <laughs> They're going to figure everything about me just by the way I talk. They're going to learn. They're going to take my voice and just make me do shit. So I go, I got to disguise myself. So I call them back up again. They said the same thing. I go, where's my MacBook, bitch? And they go, I understand complete sentences. And it hung up on me. So I go to the mall. It took me an hour and a half to like weave in and out to the mall. I finally get there. And the guy, I get a guy. The guy goes, why are you here? I go to pick up my MacBook, and they go, we did you get a phone call? And I go, no. And they go, well, go home. Go home and wait for a phone call, because we don't know where it is. It's really busy. So I get back home, then the phone rings. So I go, fuck, all right, I'm going to go back. So I go back there, and then they had a guy, a guy babysit me for some reason. The guy was just on top of me. I'm not going to say what nationality is, but he's just, like, on top of me. He's just, like, he's like my optometrist. He's just, like, number one or number two, what do you want? And every time I took a step back, he would just kind of keep coming up closer and closer. And he was like, hey, what are you going to do for Christmas? Are you going to go see your family? I don't know. I really don't know. He just kind of got me up against the wall. Then I, I kissed him. I, I kissed him. I was like, give me my MacBook. <laughs> then I went home and I watched videos. So <laughs> I've been driving without a driver's license now for two weeks. Whoa. Two weeks. Have you ever gone to an apartment complex you handed over as collateral, then they just mix match with somebody else's and you're just fucked, you know? <laughs> so that's what happened to me. I wasn't happy, so I go back there. I go, this isn't me. This isn't mine. And this is what she says. She goes, 
Ah, they always come back. Like it happened more than once, you know? So I just, I let it go. I let it go. I wait until Tuesday. I go back in there and they go, we contacted the vendor. They have no idea who was here yesterday. I'm no Inspector Gadget, but the guy you're looking for, he's on the driver's license. <laughs> the number two, she goes, you know, you didn't catch it either. So she, she's trying to give me half the, like, what is this? What kind of bad relationship are we in? Then she goes, to be honest, you guys look pretty similar. The guy's Middle Eastern with a full beard, you know? <laughs> he's got a fear of the TSA. I'm Asian, I can't grow a beard. And I have a fear of United. A little bit, I don't know. <laughs> So I, I go, give me the name of your supervisor. She does. Supervisor doesn't get back to me for a whole day. So you know what I did Wednesday night? I wrote a Yelp review. <laughs> Thursday morning, I get a phone call. says, hey, is this Kevin? I go, yes. Then she goes, guess what? We found your driver's license. <laughs> but here's the thing. We're not going to take it down. Or we're not going to give it back to you unless you take it down. So I called the cops. The cops are like, it's civil. Just be civil. It's not criminal. Here's an idea. Why don't you take down the Yelp review? <laughs> Call my supervisor. My supervisor goes, I got your back. Calls me back five minutes later. Maybe you should take down the Yelp review. <laughs> so here's my question. If your boss tells you to take it down, your parents tell you to take it down, the cops tell you to take it down, and you go, no, man, I'm good. You wait in line at the DMV for five hours on a Saturday. Do you achieve a whole new level of being an asshole? Because <laughs> that was me. That's my time. Let's bring back Pam. Thank you guys so much. You have what's called integrity. That's not being an asshole. Kevin Wong, everybody. Yay! Integritist. Yeah, I make all my best decisions out of spite. <laughs> all my major life decisions, absolutely out of spite. 100%. Uh, yay. Hey, you want to go up next? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Are you okay with it? Your next comedian, she's super hilarious. I love it every time you're here. You always make me laugh so hard. And I can't wait to hear your new jokes or whatever you're going to bring. Everybody put your hands together for Evelyn Erie Diamond. Hi. This is, I can't lean on this. This is, this is going to fall. Um, so, everybody having a good time? Yeah! Woo! Yeah, it doesn't smell like pot in here. Usually it smells like pot in here. It's kind of freaking me out, actually. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know how to tell you that. Uh, I, was, um, I was watching my niece the other day, and uh, we, were, we were out. And this woman, like, rushes up to the baby carriage, and she's like, Oh my God, your baby's so cute. I could just eat her up. And I was like... Well, you know what they say, if you're going to eat a baby, you got to cook it real good, get that baby smell off so it doesn't mess with your head, right? <laughs> and she totally looked at me weird. It was, <laughs> was kind of weird. I don't know. You know, uh, I used to, I, I don't want kids, I don't want kids, and um, I used to, but I used to be really slutty, you guys. I used to be super slutty. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did. And here's the thing, like... I slept around so much, I might have some kids I don't even know about out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Didn't always use protection. You never know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. I did one of those Ancestry.com things, though. I did one of those things. You guys done this? This is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I found out I am, um, okay, okay. I'm 20% Irish. I'm 30% French. And I'm 50%, wow, my mom's a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, turns out. The guy who I thought was my biological dad, not my dad. What? <laughs> totally know how Jesus felt. <laughs> yeah. Except for like I can prove I actually my dad exists, so you know, there's that. <laughs> there's that. I don't know. I uh, actually I forgave her. I forgave her because whatever, you know. Um, and uh, she, she freaked me out. The, um, I was waiting. I was getting tickets, and behind me in line to get tickets was this couple, it was these two little people, right? These two little midget people. And it's a terrible word, don't use that. Anyways, two little people. And uh, they were this couple, and I turned out, and I was like, you guys, if you want, uh, why don't you borrow my trench coat? <laughs> okay, and then like, you guys, it's a good idea, right? So like, one of you can get on the other's shoulders, and then you put it on, and then you only got to pay for one ticket, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, it turns out that <laughs> little people don't like awesome ideas. So <laughs> it's, I don't know. Uh, the other thing I found out was that um, little people have like average size person anger. Did you guys know about that? <laughs> Thought it was proportional, but no. <laughs> Not, I didn't. Um, I want to tell you guys a story. Uh, we're we're in the mission. Mission is one of my favorite places in the world. And um, when uh, I used to have a friend who lived around here that I used to hang out with all the time, and um, I heard, I nicknamed her Applause. It, I did that when I found out she caught the clap for like the third time. So oh. <laughs> for fun, like you know, for me. Um, so anyway, so Applause uh, lived around the corner from this place called the Estenoche. You know, you guys ever heard of the Estenoche? Estenoche, for those people who do not know what it is, is, uh, this is like, when you're going to start doing drag, this is like the first bar you go to. Do you know what I mean? This is like, no, like the first day. This is the first bar you go to. You're 100% sure that no one from work is going to be there, you know? And... It was actually kind of weird that Applause and I used to go there because she was a super judgy person, you know? She was like, like I remember one time she, uh, she found out that I didn't always put the paper toilet seat cover thing down on public restroom toilet seats. She was like, that is disgusting, right? She was just totally grossed out by it. Um, I want you to know this is the same woman that if I took her to a club and she met a cute guy, she would blow him in the bathroom a half an hour later, you know? <laughs> And I don't know if she put the paper toilet seat protector around the base of the penis. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I mean, even if you do that, what does it protect you from, right? It's pubes, I guess, right? That's it? Tuck it under the balls. I don't know. The point is, so uh, Applause and I used to go to, we would, we would go to the Esta Noche when we were feeling especially ugly, right? We just wanted everyone to leave us alone, whatever. 
So we would go to the Estenoche, and it was great because, the first of all, the guys that would go there, it was basically, like, whatever fit in their mom's closet. You know what I mean? They'd, like, get a wig from a bargain bin in a thrift store and just slap it on, put some makeup, whatever. You know, it was, it, these, were, these were not good Drag queens. Um, <laughs> so they were. In fact, the great thing about it was that we would be there, and um, like on our worst day as a woman, we still look so much better than their first day as a woman. You know, <laughs> so much, so much better. So one night we uh, we were there. We got we got fully hammered and um, went around the corner to her place, and I slept on the couch. And uh, in the morning. Um, I was realized I had to move my car for street cleaning, and I had I was so excited because I had gotten a spot right across the street from her place, which is unheard of. Okay, so I come out, I open up the door, and in the space of her porch, like it's like like this, right? In the space, there are two Estenoche ladies. One is blowing the other one. Okay. Filling up the entire porch. And I'm just standing there, and I'm like, uh, excuse me, excuse me. And I have to say, the uh, concentration that was happening in this blowjob <laughs> was amazing. Because when I give a blowjob, like, if a guy even, like, clears his throat, you know what I mean? He's like, <clears throat> I'm like, oh, uh, yeah? Everything okay up there? This thing on? <laughs> usually is not good. It, um, anyway, so, but they were going at it, and, and they were completely ignoring me, completely ignoring me, and I could see, I saw suddenly, like, the parking lady, like, pulls up in her little cart, and through, like, through, through, like, this area, right, I see her, I see, I'm like, oh my god, there she is, and I gotta say, the grip on the other one's head, the wig wasn't even coming off. I mean, she must have pinned that thing on. That is not an amateur move. I was super impressed with that. You know what I mean? Like, the bangs were in the back, but still. <laughs> super impressed with that. Um, so, like, uh, so, so I'm, I, I see her, I see her, the lady in the car, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, miss. Finally, these two turn around and look at me. This one's still got the dick in her mouth. She's like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So finally, I get the par I get the parking cops lady's like, attention, and she looks at me, she looks me in the eye, and I swear to God, this is what she did. This is what she did. She looks me in the eye, right? And then she goes like this. Looks me back in the eye, and she just goes. <laughs> like like I ordered this, <laughs> you know? Like I'm some like Roman emperor who was like, ha ha ha, the gladiators are dead, show me a sex show, you know? <laughs> it's like ridiculous, and, and then she just like fucking puts the ticket on, she just gets in her little cart and, and just runs off. And at that point, I, these two start back at it again. <laughs> I was just like, fine, fine, whatever. I step back into the apartment, Right? And I go to shut the door, and just before I get the door shut, I hear, don't go. <laughs> just, that's my mission story. I love, I love the mission. Mission's awesome. 
these are things that can happen to you in the missions. Just be careful, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I actually want to, you know, Pam, you reminded me of a story. I, uh, my best friend has twins. And, um, yeah, I'm telling it. And <laughs> my best friend has twins, right? And it's a boy and a girl twins. And um, we have another really good friend who, uh, it was their, f so this is the twins' first birthday. And another really good friend, she has a daughter who's two years old. It was the end of the birthday party. We threw them all in the bath, right? Washing them, washing them. And like, and, and uh, so then we're like, okay, let's go, everybody. So little boy stands up, and, um, and the little girl, the two-year-old, our friend's little girl, she just looks over and she just grabs his weenie and just starts going like this, <laughs> right? No big deal, perfectly innocent, right? I fucking swear to God, this is what he did. He goes like this. <laughs> and we were laughing so hard we couldn't even tell her to stop. We were just like, <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> All right, you know what? This has been fun. I, I, oh, I, I, I was having so much fun I didn't even look at the timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mary Diamond. Thank you very much. That, that's literally what happened. I, I, you did uh, 12 minutes. I didn't even, I was having so much fun listening to your jokes. Like, I never even looked down at the fucking clock. I was like, that was great. Yay, yay. Evelyn Mary Diamond, yay. Baby dicks, that's very funny. That's like the hang in there kitty thing. It's the same pose. Hang in there, kitty. Someone will touch your dick eventually, Marty. It'll be okay if you shave off that weirdo mustache. No, it's okay. The mustache is fun. The mustache. My dad always had a mustache. I mean, so I always think mustaches are dad-like, you know? Like, you're... I, you know. I hate my mom. I love my dad. Uh, you're... I don't hate... I hate my mom. It's okay. We don't have to... We don't have to do therapy tonight. It's fine. I'm glad you find that hilarious. She called, actually the last time I talked to her was when uh, she called me up just to say she wasn't proud of me. <laughs> wow. Like, like, wow. like, you couldn't have texted me that? Like you had to, you had to call? She doesn't know how to text me. Actually, the first text she sent me was, Jesus is calling you. And I was like, no mom, you're texting me. <laughs> Jesus doesn't exist, so he can't text. He doesn't have a plan. Your next comedian. Look at me, look at me writing jokes on stage. Thank God this is fucking recorded. I can go back and be like, people laughed at that Jesus joke. That's good. Your next comedian's hilarious. He's been a comedian for years, then he dropped out for a while because he's like saving trees for real. He's like, he's a, he literally saves trees. He's a Greenpeace guy. Um, but he's not one of the ones with like the clipboard that's annoying. He's like, actually, no, he gets, I'm sorry. Those are, I think I should come up with a better strategy for that because like anyone with a clipboard is just like, I'm switching the sides of the street. Like it's, I don't care if it's Planned Parenthood or Greenpeace. I just can't. Uh, but he really literally saves trees and it's fun. I, I, you go through weird magazines sometimes and you'll see his name. I was in a spa with a friend and I was looking through this women's health magazine and it was like, yeah. And it was like, there was like Rolf score. It was talking about, Something about it wasn't the toilet paper one, but I saw you on the news about the toilet paper too. Like, come on, you guys, you don't have to have fluffy toilet paper. You can, anyways. <laughs> he's busy helping us lower our carbon footprint, and he's gonna make you guys laugh super hard. Clap your hands together for Rolf Scar. Yeah. 
Let me tell you about toilet paper. I use lichen. Oh man, here we are, Mutiny Radio, 21st in Florida. I get nervous before shows, I get too much energy, so I had to step out for a second, and I looked up at the sign, 21st and Florida Street, and I saw the word Florida, and for the first time in my life, I was like, Florida, Florida, Flowriders from Florida. This whole time, I was just picturing him like riding the flow. And it didn't occur to me that his name had you know, something to do with his upbringing or where he's from. I will never see the word Florida again and not think about apple bottom jeans. <laughs> Boots with the fur. Reeboks with the straps. That's right. I know my hip hop, you guys. As a white guy, I think you listened to a lot of hip hop growing up. It's kind of awkward, especially when, like, remember House of Pain, that, that white rap group, not the greatest hip-hop artists of all time, but they got really popular because they made a song that was dedicated to the one thing that white guys like me can do when drunk. Jump around. It's like an instant classic for us. Jump around. There was a similar song called Jump Jump by those, those kids with the backwards clothes crisscross. See, that didn't last as well with folks like me because Jump, jump requires you to jump at the appropriate time in step with the beats. Yeah, House of Pain was like, let's just lower the bar all the way down for you guys. Just fucking jump around. Jump around, jump up, jump up, and get down. You won't get that far off the ground and gravity does the down part. You really, you can't fuck this up, you guys. That's why they're still getting paid. I was on the highway and I saw a billboard. It said Denny's. Now that's not the unusual part. The weird part was it said new order online. And I said, who are these people? And I want my country back. Because Denny's should never be premeditated. It should not be something that you plan ahead of time to do. I think I'm gonna order online. I'm not a food snob. I've eaten at a Denny's, but it's always been in a group, in a car, at night, in a place that none of us know. So we're just driving around. It's like, shit, everything's closed. I guess there's a Denny's. That should be the slogan for Denny's. <laughs> shit, everything's closed. I guess there's a Denny's. It should be... Where the fuck are we? Denny's. <laughs> it should be, gotta eat something. Denny's. Or, I wish there was at least a Taco Bell. Denny's. <laughs> uh, I got one person laughing at that joke. That's good, that's good. These are new, some new jokes. I haven't tested them out on humans yet. I. Um, have you seen this? The media in San Francisco is manufacturing controversies about these electric scooters. They're manufacturing controversies. I don't think anyone's really upset about these things. Fuck those scooters. Okay, Pam's, Pam's, anyone else mad at these scooters? All right, all right, we got two people. See, I think there's a few people who are like, meh, and then the rest of us are like, meh. Like the rest of the, we're, we're you know, I saw a headline the other day. They're like, uh, San Francisco protests. Scooters, and they had a picture of a scooter in Soma 
with a poop on it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> fuck those scooters. But also I'm like, that's not a protest. That's just, you left it overnight in Soma on the sidewalk. <laughs> the odds of it not getting pooped on are like really low. Don't confuse this with a protest. Poop on the sidewalk is becoming a political issue. Have you seen this? Like Jane Kim, one of the candidates for mayor, she said it was going to be her top issue is cleaning up the sidewalks. And we know what that means, cleaning up the sidewalks. That means sweeping the poop off the damn thing into the sewer. And I can't believe it's actually escalated to this level. I think it's all the new people who've moved to town who aren't used to it. I've been here over 10 years, and I'll admit, I've got not only gotten used to the poop on the sidewalk, I've become somewhat intrigued. Because <laughs> each poop has a backstory, you know? I'm sort of like a little bit of a, of a nature guy. And in, in, in the urban environment, I'm sort of like, yeah, an urban naturalist. Like, I want to see, you know, what this is all about, like a poop sleuth. I want to get down there and see, like, how did that get there? And sometimes you see some interesting things. Like, I saw poop covered in glitter, all right? And I'm like, this is the most San Francisco thing I have ever seen. And I really do need to know the backstory on this one. So I figured it out, you guys, because I, I got down low, and I noticed that the glitter was on the outside of the poop. So it wasn't somebody that like ate those glitter capsules <laughs> to poop out the glitter thing. It's true, you could do that. I, I don't, because I don't, um, I don't got money for that kind of crap. But uh, some people do. They'll eat it, they'll poop it out, and they'll look at it, flush it. This person, no, 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 whoever it was, they pooped and then they moved on. And then another person or a group of people scattered a bunch of glitter upwind and it went onto the poop. And so I'm like, wow, that's really, what are the odds of that? I'm like, actually, it probably happens every day. This should be the new symbol of San Francisco is this glitter poop. Like at SFO, instead of welcome from the mayor, this should be a poop emoji with a smiley face with glitter on it with a gay pride flag behind it, smoking a joint, looking at his phone. It would be the most San Francisco thing. That should be our new flag. I'm going to, speaking of clipboards, I'm going to get sign-ups. We're going to put this on the ballot in the fall, and we're going to change our, if you don't think we could get enough signatures for that, you're mistaken. People would sign that shit faster than anything. Yes. How much can you talk about poop really these days? A lot, apparently. Yeah. I saw a pigeon eating a pigeon. There's no joke, but I just I felt like I had to tell somebody. It was just like, holy cow, I thought I'd seen pigeons do fucked up things before. It was eating a dead pigeon, like from the chest out. I'm like, you guys, what the fuck? There's a whole bunch of garlic fries lying around. What are you doing? Bloody pigeon, my god. Yeah, you see some fucked up things in this town. I, um, most fucked up things I've ever seen were on the bus on Muni. And I know everyone has Muni stories, and there's even a whole comedy show about Muni stuff. My, fav my favorite, and I've seen people poop on the Muni, like just take dumps on the Muni. And, but I think my favorite is the, have you seen these people? The folks that just smoke cigarettes on the Muni. <laughs> I think it's the most bad. This, there, was this, there was this older woman, she was smoking cigarettes, and some young hipster was like, uh, getting uptight about it. And no one wanted to say anything. They're like, fuck it, let her smoke a cigarette. But he decides to either go up to her and tell her to put her cigarette out. So he's like, excuse me, ma'am, will you put your cigarette out? And she's like, fuck you! <laughs> and just doubled down on it. I'm like, that's, that's pretty gangster right there. But I learned a lot about Muni when I uh, broke my ankle a while ago. I, uh, I usually ride my bike or drive, and, and I couldn't, so I had to get on the bus. And I learned two things. Uh, riding the bus 
on crutches. First thing I learned is that crutches are like crazy person catnip. Like they can't, if you're on crutches, you're in their sights. You can't get away. Because you've got something wrong with you, so they think already you've got something in common with them, and you can't, you can't get away quickly. So you are captive audience for them. Second thing I learned is that there's at least one crazy person on every Muni bus at all times. I think it's in the San Francisco City Code. Like if you're ever on Muni and it's just stopped at a stop with the doors open, it's probably because there's a shift change. You know, one of them dropped off and there's waiting for another crazy guy to get on. So I, I would get on, you know, the front of the bus and crutch my way up to the old and disabled person section of the bus and I'd get situated, put my crutches down and just get settled. And then I'd get that feeling like I'm being watched. And sure enough, Turn to the back of the bus, and there he is, just looking at me with one good eye, other eye looking out over here, keeping an eye on the pigeons, mumbling and stumbling like a lawnmower, missing a spark plug, like a Cheshire cat with a crack habit. And I, as soon as I look at him, I know I made a mistake because as soon as you make eye contact, even with that one eye, that's the invitation. That's when he thinks, okay, now I get to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, I'm in the front of the bus. I hope he doesn't come up here. I hope he doesn't come up here. But of course, he starts to stand up and he walks down the aisle of the bus and one leg sideways for some reason. And it's sunny outside, so it's hot in the bus. But he's still got a big jacket on and the jacket's got all these pockets and the pockets are full of things. And I want to know what's in the pockets, but I also don't want to know what's in the pockets. And I'm hoping he won't sit next to me, you guys. But of course, he sits right down next to me. And when I say he sits down next to me, he doesn't sit down like a normal person. He sits down like a crazy person. And so it involves the entire like left side of my body somehow. Like his butt is on my shoulder and then it slides down and he gets situated and that's what I smell. That smell, it's a smell I haven't smelled before. It's uh, sort of a weird combination, sort of like a, like a mummified mouse with maybe some Bengay on it. It's not entirely bad and I'm intrigued, but also I want to move over. So I just slide on those plastic seats to the seat next to me, which is empty and I shouldn't have done that, you guys, you know why? It was empty for a reason. I start to feel that liquid coming through my jeans, that muni juice. It could be anything. It could be pee. It could, let's be honest, it's probably pee. And he just slides over anyway, and he starts the conversation the same way every time. Like, what'd you do to your foot? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I was on this rafting trip, but I, he doesn't want to hear about that. He wants to tell me about his life and his problems and his foot, how he was born with a toe where the foot should have been and how they had to lop it off and replace it with a wooden foot. And he wants to show me his foot. And he just starts to slide up his fucked up old sketchers that he's wearing. And there's no sock because crazy people don't have time for socks. It's just an extra step in between him showing strangers his foot on the bus. So he just slides off. This, and I feel like I got to look at it. I don't want to look at it, but I look at it. And sure enough, you guys, it's just a regular flesh and blood foot. I can't say that. I got to be like, oh, what kind of, uh, what is that? Is that like maple or ash? Is that what they... <laughs> Is that what they use? He doesn't respond to that. He just goes on about the lump on the back of his head that keeps him up at night. Told him that Vladimir Putin's a CIA robot and about the albino gluten-free people that live underneath Mount Shasta and how, this is the weirdest one, how if you play the movie Labyrinth and Dr. Dre's The Chronic at the same time, it matches up and I'm like, I think that's Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> and Wizard of Oz. But he doesn't respond to that. He just starts rustling around in one of those big pockets and he pulls out something that's like in tinfoil, in a bunch of bags and he goes, you want a sandwich? And I'm like, no, I uh, ate already. I'm like, maybe that's the mouse. <laughs> I'm thinking, I think I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to go to the next stop, but I can't. I'm boxed in. You know what's happening, you guys? We're at the Safeway stop. So all the old Asian ladies are lining up like the start of a NASCAR race, except instead of cars, they've got those folding cart things with the bungee cords and the bags and the cans are going to cash in for the deposit. And they're all lined in. I don't know where they're from originally, but wherever it was, Getting on and off the bus was a competitive endeavor. You can tell they think if they don't push and shove and line up that they will never get off the bus. And they'll be, so they're desperate. And they start elbowing. And they start throwing 
uh, uh, shots at each other, and one of them hits me in the forehead. I'm like, oh man, those elbows are sharp. And I don't know if you know this, but old Asian ladies, their elbows actually sharpen with age. They get sharper. I think it's like for self-defense, but in this case, they were using it sort of like a weapon. And the German tourists sitting across from me with all like the matching Adidas sweatpants are like, is this the fisherman's wolf? I'm like, no, 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 no. Just stay on here and then catch the F and then you'll be okay. And then as soon as I said that, one of the old age ladies runs over the foot that's in the cast. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? I want to shoot her to death there, but I can't. You know why? Just bounces off that sun visor that she's wearing. She's looking like Marshawn Lynch busted through the defensive line on fourth and one. Now it's first and Safeway. Mr. Mouse guy is eating whatever it is that was in his hand. The urine is just going into my pants. And I'm like, this is a hell of a way to get around. San Francisco, I love you but you're bringing me down. <laughs> I love you, but you're bringing me down. I got a couple impressions I'll do in the wrap up. I have a, a, some, there's a lot of Tinder jokes, so I may as well jump in there. I don't want to be the one comedian who doesn't tell a Tinder joke. <laughs> this is my, <laughs> got one comic to laugh at that. Here's my impression of uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, on Tinder. There's actually no mic required. You're gonna have to use your imaginations online. <laughs> What's up with all these birds? That was the Tyrannosaurus evolution Tinder joke. And one person, <laughs> one time I told this is a dumb impersonation uh, of a bat on our first date. It was one of the first jokes I ever did. And no one ever laughed at it. And here's how it goes. Here's, a, here's my impersonation of a bat on a first date. Well, you know, like moths and mosquitoes. How about you? And that's the whole joke. Because what the fuck does a bat talk about? It's all they do. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm by no means, I'm a totally amateur comedian, right? But someone actually stopped me on the street, like, you do comedy? I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, huh, yeah, I do. He's like, you do that bat joke on a first date? Oh my God, my girlfriend and I, we tell that to each other all the time. I'm like, y'all gotta get out more. Because <laughs> there's like way funnier jokes out there. But sometimes, as comics, you know, you, you're just throwing stuff out there and you never know who's gonna have really bad taste and enjoy what you have to say. All right, one more impersonation. This is, uh, this is Darth Vader. I, I also can't not have a weed joke, so this is Darth Vader <laughs> smoking weed. Okay. He's not smoking yet, he's just breathing. Lando, quit capping on that bong and. Pass it to the left. Of course, it's Lando hogging it. <laughs> Never mind, I'll use the force. Alderaan. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks, everybody. Give it up for Pam. Roll score, everyone. Yeah. I'll leave you guys with a Tinder joke just because I should have one too, right? Uh, I actually don't have a smartphone and I've never internet dated in any way because um, I have a personality. Uh, no, some people say... They, some people say... Some people say you should raise the bar and some people say you should lower the bar. And I say, meet at the fucking bar, you losers. What, you need an app to do that? You're gonna meet them at a bar anyways. Why don't you just go there and meet someone? I just, I don't understand these millennials. Uh, and then one last thing, you talked about Jane Kinman, her number one thing that she wants to do for the city is clean up the poop. You know what I need the candidate for mayor to do? There's one, there's lots of problems in San Francisco that we can't solve. There's over 7,500 homeless people, there's poo on the streets, housing issues, tons of crisis, crises. There's one thing we can fucking solve. There's one in and out in San Francisco. And it's at the fucking wharf for the fucking tourists. The bar for the tourists, they get the in and out burgers. What do we, we, can we have more than one fucking In-N-Out in San Francisco? I have to go to Daly City to fucking get In-N-Out? I have to go to Emeryville? I have to go, where do I have to go to get a fuck? I should be able to get it here, San Francisco. Here. Vote for me. More In-N-Outs. Um, thank you guys so much for being here tonight at Pantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Thank you, audience. Thank you, people. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks, Mike Spiegelman, at the thing. We're just going to end early because we, we, we did our comics. Thanks to Jordan coming all the way from L.A. Uh, thanks to Evelyn Erie Diamond, Rolf Scar, Kevin Leff. We got Marty Cunny here. It was a fun show. We all had a good time. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to David Zunzu running the ones and twos. And if, if anybody likes karaoke, Benders has karaoke tonight, so we'll probably head over there. So, yay, good night, everybody. Thanks, bye. even a little bit smaller than that yeah. so what do you got on your dirt bike uh, i believe that's a 530 yeah there you go i ride a dirt bike i just replaced that a couple <laughs> years ago uh you haven't I, had it a couple years have you i have How many times i have, have i got rid of the 500 i, I got four times last year fuck i'm embarrassed
He should be. But I need to get out. I need. I need to go out for a ride. I, I'm. I'm due. But I need to do some work on the beast. But anyway, uh, dusks was setting in as Alex Marquez had a great view of Francesca Bagnaya uh, with Lorenzo Baldassari uh, giving chase. Uh, Marquez gave chase to those guys. Wow, I fucked that up. Uh, Bagnaya was uh, led the whole thing until the last lap when Baldessari briefly led uh, Bagnaya retook the lead and uh, the 25 points to start the 2018 Moto2 season. Uh, Marquez survived running wine to take third. Uh, his rear disc was glowing red as he rode with only his front brakes. So he ran wide, was able to hold on to third place, and then finished the race with only front brakes. And, you know, it used to be that's all you used, but now... People use the rear brake to keep you from pitching more forward. It, it affects the handling of the bike. Right. So, anyway, cool huh. shit out there. American Joe Roberts was 25th in the race. So are, they, are they sliding around out there, too? Oh, yeah, they're sliding everywhere So you need there. the rear brake to, like, tap it to get it sideways and then gas in it, right? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. That's uh, uh, a huge part of uh, road racing these days is right. the whole tap it and slide it into basically, the corner. Basically drifting it. Yeah, initiate, yeah, initiate the drift into the corner and then ride and then the drift out. gas the fuck out of it. Do, yep, exactly. A little smoke coming off there and just drive <laughs> the fans nuts. Yeah. That's it, bro. Right? If they see what they're really seeing. It's all about you your know? people, man. I mean, you might win over a couple today. Fuck yeah. Pulling that kind of shit. Hell yeah. Dude, they're always mobbing me for signatures when I road race AFM. Okay, never, but <laughs> it was still a great time out there, you know? <laughs> now, under the bright lights of the LaSalle circuit, <laughs> Johan Zarco, before I get my ass kicked, uh, showed how a pole center glory, should start. Glory days. I, I used to. I don't have them lined up on your little uh, mountain bike course out there on Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Here he comes! Here he comes! They ring, they ring cowbells while you drive by. <laughs> you know, I do get, uh, well, Gail comes out and uh, a they, few others. They, they have those, what was that, the, the, uh, what was that, the soccer fucking game they had in Africa and they had those fucking bassoons or whatever they were blowing, the fucking big horns. That oh, the Sousa horns? The Sousas. Oh, those things are horrible. That sounds like something your fans would, would have. Just an irritating. <laughs> Only if your fans were close and enough. just like, <laughs> probably wearing a football helmet flying down the hill uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to the bar afterwards big chunk of fresh I would have been a great chunk. famous person you kidding it would have been great grass stuffed in your fucking helmet <laughs> I went down but the helmet saved me I'm going to give it away later I might auction it you never know you never can tell uh you know who you can tell is Johan Zarco. Uh, he showed how a pole sitter should start by shrieking away from the front and taking the lead that Mark Marquez would briefly hold for three corners. Uh, Zarco would held a nice lead until lap 17. So this guy, like, took pole position, right? Fucking very good. Uh, had a great year last year, still in a satellite, you know, Yamaha this year. Um, uh, his uh, tires started going on lap 17, and that's when Johan went backwards through the pack. Uh, Mark Marquez constantly badgered Zarco. And next he was Andre Divizioso, who slowly made his way up through uh, the, the pack, uh, saving his tires. And Marquez was quite impetuous in chasing the boys down and sliding everywhere. So ended up with Divizioso in front on the Ducati with Mark Marquez on his Honda chasing him. Uh, and third was Rossi, uh, who had briefly led earlier. Um, 
but was content to uh, run third. Uh, Zarco slid back uh, third, fourth, fifth, and eventually I think he took, where was he, sixth? No. Uh, faded to fourth before resuming the lead challenge with Dovi and Marquez. Oh, Valentino Rossi was an early challenger to, uh, to Zarco, but faded to fourth before resuming the lead ch- challenge with Dovi Marquez. Uh, in the end, the man who could sit, who could serve tires showed patience and poise under Divisioso held off a late charge from Mark Marquez to take the checkers. Uh, Marquez would take second. Rossi would claim third. Cal Crutchlow fourth and Danilo Petrucci fifth. So that was the race. I don't think I butchered that too bad this week, uh, but great racing out there. It was under the lights for the, uh, uh, the the night race there, for the big race there. 350 kilometers down the main straight. That works out to like two, five, two ten, someplace in there. They're fucking boogieing down the straight. It's fucking good shit, George. It's no joke, man. Um, straight up. Uh, why is it, just some MotoGP notes here. Why isn't Johan Zarco on a factory Yamaha? This one's killing me. This guy was like out qualifying the regular Yamaha uh, factory bikes, and it just ain't happening. Uh, he, he he was just fucking badass. It's business. He's, he's doing it on a Yamaha, right? He is, but he's a satellite rider. So he's like, right. they should not be winning races. The main factory Yamaha bike should be winning. Should be. It's kind of an embarrassment for Yamaha not to it be winning. kind of is. Well, why isn't Honda grabbing this kid up and saying, hey, you should race with us? Maybe he's only riding the Yamahas. He's kicking ass. He's still putting Yamaha on the fucking, on the fucking leaderboard, right? He is. There you go. He why do we, we got to pay this kid? He's doing it for us. Uh, he's running a deal. Ducati dominated practice, Petrucci and Divisioso. Uh, not so much with Lorenzo, but those guys were constantly one, two, three, or four. And uh, for quite a while, it was Ducati's three out of the top four. And then uh, Zarco comes along and scoots and, and takes the pole position. Fucking badass guy. Uh, Danilo Petrucci, another guy that should be on a full factory ride, had a great ride for Ducati, and then faded in the race. I was uh, ashamed to see that we happen. Should, we should look into raising funds for that guy so he can be an independent. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a, <laughs> a valiant effort, but. Why not? Uh, I think we had to raise ourselves for the like FTW fucking the FTW, FTW sponsor. Put a big FTW Bro, on his back. <laughs> can't give you much money. How about I take you out for beers and buy a joint? I don't know. <laughs> I can paint your fairings for you and put a big FTW on the side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's all stickers put together, but we do need to get some FTW stickers going. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo's weekend uh, was a weekend to forget with a crash halfway through the race. He lost his brakes altogether. So it was fortunate he wasn't going 300 clicks. He was only going like uh, 180 clicks. That's like 100, 120. So he was able to take it out into the desert someplace and just dump it in the gravel. So... But scary moment for him, losing your brakes altogether. That's not a good thing. What gear was he in at, at that speed? Probably fourth. Yeah, downshift. Uh, you can only uh, do that so much, you know. <laughs> you, yeah. Eventually, you got to ditch he it. dragging his feet? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be doing that. I did that once. It was, didn't work very well. Dude, I had a bike when I was a kid. I used to ride a BMX bike to school every day. And fucking, I built this bike up myself. And at the time, the popular thing was freewheel fucking... Because before... Uh, when I was a kid, coaster most, brakes. most bikes had coaster brakes. Yep. And then they came out the free wheels on the BMX, right? And you had to put fucking hand brakes on the fucking thing. Yep. You'd fly with a fucking free... Free wheels, yeah. They, they rolled pretty good. So I had Skyway Tufts, man. But I had a frame. I had a mongoose frame that was from 76 or something, which they didn't have hand brakes back then. So it didn't have a mount for the hand brake. But it had a little clip for the fucking coaster brake, right? Yeah. So I didn't have any brakes. <laughs> 
My neighbor had so, that. It didn't San work well sometimes. San Francisco's got a lot of hills. Yeah, there, was, there was a couple of close calls, but fucking, you know, back then, you know, they knew kids were riding around the streets like little assholes anyhow. So people were looking out more and they weren't driving like dicks to begin with, I don't think. Or not as bad. I did get hit on that bike one time. That's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in so, next week for George's. So yeah, no, I used to just bronco, dark the, tales I used to from bronco the curb, you know, at top speed. Uh, every block, I'd like switch over to another block and just like you hit the flats and then you go down a block as fast as as fast as fuck or a couple blocks and then cut in and I bunny bunny hop and like do a power slide across somebody's front lawn and then fucking <laughs> jump back on the street a regular Bart Simpson dude it was fucking outstanding <laughs> in hindsight I should have been dead a long time ago but, but man wow. it, was, it was a thrill fucking hitting an intersection at fucking top speed with no brakes man uh, I, you know, interesting you bring this up because I was working out by Evans Street the other day and I kept hearing this like, Shoo! and it was the kids coming down from the projects and jumping on bikes. And there was a big hill at an intersection. They'd go flying down the hill and they'd rub their, what, their foot against the forks and kind of yeah, jam it, it in you there. between the forks and, and the And then he'd let off and, and like, like, away they'd go. It was a big hill. You'd boogie down it. Out by the post office. Yeah, so you stick your, you stick your foot between the, the tire and the, and the forks and behind it and it sucks your foot into the fucking forks yeah exactly and then your foot dragging on the tire slows you down yeah my neighbor did that it's like you can have it pal yeah i did that too <laughs> i've done that <laughs> george's been there it was more fun to power slide across somebody's lawn <laughs> <laughs> i believe that i believe that Just pitch that thing sideways and go like 25 feet through some nice because i live in a foggy neighborhood it's always a little moist. Oh, fucking ideal. Always. Slip sliding, bruh. That was I still got that bike. Do you really? Goddamn right I do. Fuck yeah. Um, you can't have it. No? Uh, <laughs> Magic bus. So let's see here. Oh, yeah, that. So, uh, what's his name? Pedrosa. Uh, what is Pedrosa's name? First name. I cannot think of it at the moment. Let's just uh, call him Pedro Pedrosa. Mr. Pedrosa. It was his 200th MotoGP appearance of... Uh, Pretty good racer, lots of uh, runner-ups, but just a perennial runner-up guy. Never won the title. Let's see what happens with that guy this year. Uh, uh, Danny Pedrosa had a day to forget with uh, seventh place. Oh, that Danny Pedrosa. There you go. Uh, Marco Franco Morbidelli's first MotoGP race. He's just moved up from Moto2, gave him a 12th place. And also Tom Luthi from Moto2 uh, moved up MotoGP, took 16th place. Uh, AFM kicked off their season in uh, Button Willow and saw, uh, let's see, Andrew Lee uh, claim victory uh, in Formula Pacific with Bryce Prince runner-up and Corey Call rounding out the podium. Uh, that's it for race action with Calendar World Superbike. We have Thailand next weekend, March 24th to 25th. Supercross moves to Indianapolis next weekend, March 24th. Moto America. You know, this, this whole Thailand April race, 15th. this whole Thailand race with the pre-inspection and all that kind of shit that we've been talking about for like six weeks now. <laughs> I haven't heard about any of the races anywhere with so much going on. Oh, they're going to be there next week. It's like, well, they're testing. I'm trying to bait the audience. Yeah, they were, to trying, get they were them testing. The, they were testing the track. Well, no, they're testing their bikes, you fool. But yeah, but they went to Thailand to test their bikes. Well, because that's where the racetrack was. Their their next for the race. their second race. Yes. Yeah. They so where are they Island. where are they going after before that? Where are they going next week? They're going to Thailand. All right, week after. That's that. where World Superbike. That's who week was after testing. That. It. Uh, they don't race that next weekend. I'm not sure where they go after that. 
Right, because we haven't heard about all the testing they're doing on the tracks or any of that bullshit. It's like Thailand's fucking coming up all the time. Because <laughs> I haven't told you. That's what it is. Maybe I'm withholding information, George. Maybe when you punch... When Your you, brain when can you, only handle maybe so you, much. Maybe when you pull up Google, Thailand comes right up. I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> 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 this sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Oh, the things you could think. Actually, his name was Soyce. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't sound like Mother Goose, though, so there you go. Moto America will be in Road Atlanta opening their season uh, tax day, April but 15th. wait, there's more. <laughs> Moto GP moves its <laughs> traveling roadshow to Argentina, April 8th. George. Argentina, are they, testing George. are they testing the track anytime soon? I would love to hear about it, wouldn't I you? I sure hope so. <laughs> you sarcastic prick. You better give it a AFM heads over Thailand. to Button Willow, April 14th and 15th for a tax day special weekend as well are those have those guys been in thailand the whole time like five weeks they've been like hanging out there like hey we're testing the track <laughs> testing the- <laughs> yeah they just hang out there all the time we're doing testing shut up eh <laughs> forgot about us. who's asking <laughs> is that it for the racing court that's a race. I've given up. Yeah, you stuck a mouthful of chocolate. You stick a mouthful of chocolate bar in your mouth. It's like, is it over? Did you say that's it? It's over, George. I just can't do it anymore. Great race report, <laughs> man. <laughs> All handwritten. Can't wait to hear about Thailand next week. <laughs> <laughs> If you're lucky, I'll invite you over to watch it. Oh, joy. Wouldn't that be a <laughs> I can't wait.
don't know what you've really got It's hard to stay and not pretend Can't make sense of what you thought Seems I can't comprehend I'm happy to be only all that you see And I'm not one to learn to be the same I don't wanna hear you bitch no more I was better off a year
and we're back. Hey, and we're back. That was uh, that was President of the United States of America. I, I kind of opened the show with uh, with the same song, but it was Let's Rock, right? And this is their other end of that. It's a little longer than the first one. Before that was uh, Sub 41. Bookends, one might say. Crazy Amanda Bunkface. And we started that out with Hagfish in a song by the name of Bullet. Actually, that's kind of a cool tune. Bullet. Bullet. Like the whiskey. Kind of like bullshit, but without the shh. <laughs> shh. Shh. That you're so used to. <laughs> some are adept, some are not. Shh. <laughs> I don't know how the guys that work through it without me when I'm not there. <laughs> Squitchy. I sure wish he was here right I sure wish he was here right now. <laughs> Where's Squitchy? <laughs> Senior Squitchy. Squitcherino. <laughs> Vinny Squitcherino. Oh, That's a good radio name. What do you think, huh? I like Squitchy. It's the Vinny and Vinny show. Which Vinny are it's you the George? It's the George and Squitchy show. The George. <laughs> George and Vinny. George it's kind of like Ren and Stimpy. But hey, uh, you want to buy a car? I got some watches, too. <laughs> I said that to this one kid I worked with. I was out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the kid was just like a fast talker, like hillbilly kid. And I go, dude, if you're from the big city, you'd be selling TVs off of the back of a truck. And the other guys are howling, and he's like, what's that supposed to mean? I was like, you've never seen this, have you? (laughs) The whole pickup guy rolls up with, oh, dude, I got TVs for sale. You got to get some speakers, whatever. Yeah. One of my favorite stories of that was the guy that bought the VCR, and it was a couple bricks inside. So he made the mistake of telling his landlord lady about it right so it goes out and drowns a sorrow sorrows and he comes back and on the porch is a, a brick with a note wrapped around it and it says here's a new vcr tape to play in your new vcr <laughs> kick them in the teeth when they're down that's how you know their family oh dude well it was his landlady <laughs> but nonetheless yeah but obviously she thought of him as family <laughs> enough to fucking rail on yeah, that that's something I would say to my family yeah definitely <laughs> hey look I got you <laughs> actually I'd probably give him a handful of rocks look, there's my whole library here's some mortar <laughs> go crazy they go build right, yourself what they go right in the VCR <laughs> <laughs> Smooth playing bricks. Mm. Mm, this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> Try this one. Uh, Try this one first. <laughs> it's about Masons. <laughs> Man. Cool. Right on. Good show tonight, George. That's something I was going to ask you about. We had a couple, almost had a couple guests on. We should mention Spark because they kick ass. Oh, yeah. Spark Dispensary for all your marijuana needs. Not all, but... Well, a good portion of your marijuana yeah. needs. Check them out. S-P-A-R-C. All, all, your legal, all your legal marijuana needs. And if you're in the mood for a beverage, stop by Bender's. 19th at South Van S. Bender's is good. Bender's is a cool spot. You know, I was looking through the... Good burgers. I had a burger over there, I think, this weekend, was it? Anyway, yeah, good food. Good shit. We like vendors. That must have been after the after all the whiskey, yeah. The, 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 uh, there's a lot of gaps in there. Yeah, they, there could have been a fucking lump of dog shit in there, and you would have missed like, oh, a good burger. Come on, I got better taste than you that. Were you were hammered, monster. You were hammered. <laughs> Maybe you would have noticed a piece of shit, but you wouldn't remember it now because I'm not exactly a gourmet <laughs> diner, but I. Yeah, dude, whiskey is evil. It is a wicked, wicked vehicle. If 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 you're riding the whiskey train, I can attain to it. 
you're going to have whiskey, have a glass, sip it, enjoy it. It's a and great then, at home thing. And then switch thing. to beer. Yeah, it, it's a great at home thing. It's a great one not to... Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's for sipping and like not doing shot after shot after shot after shot after... Ugh. Yeah. Eesh. That's a great way to turn it into a train wreck. But maybe our FTW, FTW listeners are into shot after Some shot. People, and, and they listen to the show that we actually semi-condone it or maybe not condone it. Yeah, well, Jim... So We're enthusiastic for you about that. There's, I know. I got plenty of friends that think Jim Beam is kind of high-end, so... <laughs> I know somebody enjoyed his Jim Beam. I watched him get a DUI once. It was pretty wild. Ah, that's terrible. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah, sad that's, story. That's neither here nor there. That's something to think about, though. So, mm-hmm. you guys, if you're going to go out and ride, be safe. If you're going to drink whiskey, <laughs> ride's probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're squitchy. <laughs> right? Yeah, who else should we mention? We should mention Meteor Motorbikes. I've been meaning to call Michelle and say what's up. Oh, yeah, Michelle over at Meteor Motorship, Motorbikes. I freaking love her. And Rob. Good people. Yeah. They I never met Rob. You haven't met Rob? I've met Rob a few times, man. Really? Rob's good people. Dude, Rob rocks. Rob right fucking rules, dude. And his band kicks ass, too. Badass. Yes. Good man, Rob. We should give her a call next week. Do a phone interview, but like sneak attack phone interview. <laughs> sneak that's attack. What you, can, that's what you can start doing. We might be on the air. We might not. Hey, you can, you can sneak do. attack. <laughs> I'm standing outside your bedroom you do, right now. Are you inside? You, you can do crank calls. You're, you're so oh anxious to, to touch the phone. <laughs> Try and find Gail's number. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best? Reverse it on her? Maybe not. Oh, thanks. Radio Silas. That's my partner. <laughs> You brought it on yourself. Oh, uh, no. That was a, fu- was a funny shit. You should be shit. used to it by I'm, now, man. I'm working the room here, and you're just a, just a tough room. George. How about low-down barbecue? How about them? <laughs> <laughs> Give them a call if they're still a number. Uh, <laughs> I think that's about it. George is Steve Productions. He's George Stevens, and I'm Stephen St. George, and this has been our show. Hey, y'all hold my beer. Hey. Fuck the world. 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 F
fuck the world. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pantastic Oh shit, alright, cool. Every Friday. So we'll get started in about five minutes. Happy hour open mic. I am a subscriber on Podkicker because I'm I'm an Android guy. It's a great Can't fuck show with Tim here. Cook. They have a fun um, fantastic. I don't know if anyone listens to this shit live. I know like 10,000 people a week listen to a Pam show that comes after. So look around you. Awesome. About to get started. Laughing off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Gear. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the blue strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the GreenArmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m. Rock and roll only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks 
hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Yo!